Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. M-A-I-N-M-E-N-U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new joint venture between BITS and Main Menu. I'm Tim Cummings. I'm the chairman of the BITS Presentations and Workshops Committee. And before we get to our program this evening, I want to introduce Richard Villa, who is BITS president, to tell you a little about BITS. Well, Tim, uh, you know, BITS, of course, has been around for more than 50 years now. And uh, it was a project that actually was organized to fill a need many years ago, uh, let's say 50 years ago. That was a group of, at the time they call them data processors, actually computer programmers that were getting together at conventions. And um, they decided finally to organize an affiliate of of ABCB because uh, they had common needs. And their need was basically to share how they got their job done. So here we are 50 years later, trying to help each other overcome different new technologies. And uh, this week we have a a presentation uh, on Windows 10 Narrator. Narrator is the screen reader that Microsoft includes with um, Windows. And now that Windows 10 has taken over all of the Windows software uh, with the dropping of Windows 7, we have felt that it's important for our members and now the ACB listeners to know about. We have uh, made a presentation that includes the uh, general overview of Windows uh, Narrator and uh, myself and Jeff Bishop, who is one of the software developers at Microsoft working on Narrator, have put together this this, um, presentation. So I think, uh, Tim, with that, we should go ahead and roll the program. Let's turn it over to Kelsey. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, we are going to be talking about something that I'm personally really excited about. And from what I've heard about it, it seems to be uh, very, very promising. So Richard Via is going to talk to us about using Narrator on Windows 10. So, uh, Richard, the floor is yours. Well, good evening, folks. Uh, Narrator is um, Microsoft's version of a screen reader. I tell you, want to give you a little bit about its history. Back in uh, when Windows XP came out, they came out. Uh, Microsoft decided, well, they'd come up with something to help people when they get caught up and their other screen reader doesn't work. And they came out with something called Narrator, and it was horrible. It it didn't do very much, and even the speech was terrible. Uh, and I guess there were some issues with the fact that they they, they were in a non-competitive um, agreement with the other developers, so they couldn't do much with it. But came some years later, and they have started, I guess, they're, they're free to develop it. And they have done quite a bit, especially in Windows 10. 
Uh, now I I'm going to take you through what's called home. That's what will happen when you hit your your Windows Control Enter to, to start and everything. That's that's the way you start it. And that's the way you stop it. Windows Home comes up and it welcomes you to Narrator, and uh, this it tells you this is a place where you can basically do everything that controls Narrator uh, after the fact. Their Narrator Guide is, and they give you a keystroke for that. What's new? They have a a, a place where you can go for what's new, and it, it gives you all the new features and new upgrades or whatever in the program. Settings. Settings. This is the most important. Uh, control because it allows you to go in and modify how you have the program behave. You modify speech, and, uh, uh, rate of speech, uh, the how your keyboard acts even. You can make your keyboard act very much like your current screen reader. And there's a there's a an actual button for feedback. You have feedback on, on the program to Microsoft, which is nice to have uh, in case you have issues and you want to pass them on to the development team. And then and now it tells you they have a feature here that allows you to show the home screen like this screen. When narrator starts, you can either check it or uncheck it. And if you don't check it, then it doesn't, doesn't give you this screen. And then it it gives you this. Okay, oh boy, here comes Jeff. Um, gives you a link to to give you the uh, to allow narrator to start after sign in. I mean, it doesn't start unless you wanted to uh, before that. Then it's got an exit exit button. Of course, that would exit the program. And you can either minimize the two to the you know the program. There's a quick start button that allows you to to have it start, I guess, without all the 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 preliminary stuff that, that we were looking at just now. And they have a guide for narrator that gives you more on the usage and and the and the what keys are available in the program. And uh, I think we're lucky enough to have somebody closer to the application than myself. Jeff is here, so from Microsoft. Yeah, I'll give you Jeff Bishop. Hi there. Um, well, I, I'm gonna let you uh, kinda, kinda continue to drive this and I'll, and I'll kinda feed some things in here as you go, Richard, if that's okay. Um, let's talk about the quick start here first. Um, the quick start is, uh, is, is, is really a great tool in that it provides um, really a, a, a tutorial um, to get you up and running using Narrator with both applications and on the web. Um, there's 13 screens that you'll be guided through uh, and you'll be introduced to the Narrator key, um, basic commands, basic commands uh, for applications and basic commands for the web. In fact, uh, there's even a page in the Quick Start where you can interact as though you were on the web and, and practice. So. Um, it's, it's, it's a great, you know, it's a great, uh, tool here. You have, you have narrator home up. Is that right, Richard? I came in just a right little bit. Right now I have, yeah, narrator home is up. Right. right. So what we did here is we, we brought together lots of resources and, and, uh, 
you know, um, wanted to, as you can see here, as you were probably typing through, you can access the user guide, um, you can access settings and, and, and all of that. It's, it's really the, it's really a way of, of allowing you to um, quickly have access to the, to uh, as much information as you can, um, you know, about narrator all in one spot. Um, we know that some people don't like uh, having that come up by default. So we do have a checkbox in, in uh, narrator home, which allows you to oh, not show that um, when, when narrator starts. And then there's also a minimize button, which minimizes narrator to the system tray. Um, and uh, so you can, you can get to it there. So um, yeah. And what's interesting in, in part of the part of the the uh, settings you you can get into in settings is making the program behave very much like your current screen reader that is the keyboard you can make it very much like jaws you yeah. can change keys you redefine what they are mm -hmm. um, and you talk, uh, yeah let's talk about that richard so Right. Um, when, when I, when I joined, uh, Microsoft, I, I was given a couple of projects and one of the, one of the projects, uh, that I was given when I first came on board was, you know, we, we need to do something about the, the keyboard layout that narrator uses and, and we'd like you to, you know, focus on that. And so, um, it's actually something I'm, I'm hugely proud of. And, and, uh, I think, I think, you know, everyone should give it a try and let me know what you think. I'd love your feedback on it. So, so what we have in Narrator today is we have, we have two basic um, keyboard layouts. One is by default now, um, if you install an upgraded version of Windows, basically everything from a couple of, you know, like a, a year, year, year and a half ago or so released to, to now, we have this, what we call the standard keyboard layout. Um, the standard keyboard layout, um, we, we took a, a real hard look at the industry as a whole. So we looked at ourselves, we looked at, we looked at what NVDA was doing. We looked at what JAWS was doing. We looked at what Window Eyes had done. And we thought, okay, what could we do? First of all, about keeping the flavor of what we think is important to us as a screen reader and also understanding what people, you know, are used to. And so we, we, um, we worked really hard on this. And it was really, a, I, I, I will say this, that, that um, the, the team that I work with uh, are are hugely um, first effective and passionate about the accessibility space. Um, they are uh, delighted to get customer feedback and they're just, I mean, everyone from program managers to developers to, you know, our leadership team above us um, are just, you know, hugely passionate about making sure that we're, we're trying to, to, to make the world better for, for, um, everyone, not, including, you know, people with other disabilities as well. So it's, 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 it's a tremendous honor to serve on such a, a wonderful team of people. But let's get back to the keyboard. So what did we do with the, with the standard keyboard layout? Well, we did a number of things. First of all, um, one thing we heard was um, that we, we would like to be able to use the insert key um, as a modifier key, like you can with, you know, basically every other screen reader. Um, and, and in combination with that, we want to be able to use the numeric keypad. So we took a look at that. Um, and we, 
we uh, we also knew that people wanted to be able to keep their fingers on the home row and to be able to execute screen reader commands and to be able to, um, you know, be efficient that way so that they didn't have to necessarily move their hands off of the home row or maybe they're on a laptop. So we did that too. So um, if you take a look at, at what we've done here, um, our, our numeric keypad layout is a little bit different than, than other screen readers. We, we wanted to keep this sort of unique in that one of the neat features about Narrator is that we can allow you to get to any object on screen by simply changing what we call the Narrator view. And you do that by pressing the Narrator key and you can use page up and page down on the numeric keypad and that will change the Narrator view. And then you can use you know, basic commands to be able to, to move around on screen, um, uh, both on the numeric keypad, uh, as well as on your home row, uh, both with the insert key and the caps lock key by default, both of those are enabled. And we call those keys the narrator key. So if you see the um, references in our documentation, our narrator user guide, um, you'll see references to what we call the narrator key. And you can think of that as the modifier. So you know, caps lock or insert. And in, and in this case, both are on by default. Um, and then we also looked at other commands. You know, how could we make things easier to, to, to use with, you know, all kinds of commands. And I mean, even simple things like speaking the, the date and time, you know, um, how could we make that, that, make that easier for users to, to comprehend? Because we wanted people to be able to to bring the knowledge that they had from other screen readers and bring it to us too, where it made sense. So we worked really hard on, uh, on that. And so I think that you will find it somewhat familiar, but also somewhat unique in, you know, as you tend to use um, Narrator. One of the things that I would recommend, and I'll end on this one as far as the keyboard is concerned, um, one of the things that I would recommend that you do is first go through that quick start. Um, that's really important. I think it would give you some, some basic grounding in, in, um, uh, of the basics of Narrator. And then um, once you're done with that, turn on input learning. Um, it's, a, it's a feature that's built into Narrator. You press and hold the Narrator key, followed by the number one on the, on the um, numbers row on the regular um, keyboard. So the top row of keys just below your function keys. Uh, and then you can press any key you want and it will speak it and it will tell you what it does. And so you can, you can find, you know, for example, uh, narrator uh, UIO is for, you know, uh, reading by line. So I is, is current, U is previous, O is, is next, JKL um, is word and, and uh, M comma period. Um, we added um, uh, the control key here. So, so using that you get um, by page, and then um, paragraph, and then sentence. So that's a new feature that we also added is move by sentence so that you can read by sentence as well. Um, and, and by the way, move by sentence works uh, pretty much anywhere there's text. Um, that, should, that should work. Um, so on the web, um, Word, um, Outlook, you know, all those, all those, all those types of places. Um, so again, uh, you know, take a good look at, uh, at input learning. And uh, I think that you'll, you'll find that to be a, a really effective tool for you to be able to, to uh, learn the uh, narrator commands. And the user guide has in Appendix B, 
Um, the narrator user guide has very, very extensive um, uh, descriptions of all of our keyboard commands, and they're laid out in, a, in, in such a way that um, they're easy to find and locate. They're kind of cat grouped into categories, and you can move by heading in that appendix. And uh, by the way, you can get the uh, narrator user guide in, in PDF and in Word and in Braille. So if you want to be able to read it on your Braille display, by all means, have at it. Back to you, Richard. Well, and speaking about Braille, there's a, it used to not be, but there's good, uh, you know, reasonably good Braille support for your Braille displays, which is uh, something that people had complained about until, oh, I guess about last year. I, I lose track of these years because I've been in the, uh, on the insiders group. Yeah, you know, Richard, we, we get confused internally too. In fact, I was just telling a co coworker, Mariah, I said, I can't even remember. I said, I even told them, you know, we were going to be talking tonight. And I, and I told her, I said, gosh darn it, when did, when did Narrator Home ship? Because, you know, we're constantly looking at newer stuff at Microsoft. And so we always had to stop and go, wait. When was that released? <laughs> so we have the same problem. <laughs> in fact, it's even worse for us because we, you know, we're we're seeing things and moving a little bit quicker than what than what you see because you know we're 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 on the next path, right? So yeah. You want me to talk about Braille a little bit? Yeah, talk about Braille. I think it's interesting. Yeah. So Braille's been around for, for quite a while in the narrator, and um we always try to we always try where we can to to make um, improvements in, in uh, especially upgrading to the latest versions of, of um, Braille TTY and, and, and the libraries that we use for Braille. We use pretty much uh, open source stuff there. Um, so we, you know, we support lots and lots and lots of manufacturers and, and uh, um, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's, it's pretty good. We, we know we have more work to do in this space, but um you know, for sure. But it's, uh, it's an area that we would love feedback on. Actually, we would love feedback on anything. But uh, Braille is especially interesting in that we, we would love to get, get, you know, feedback from, you know, really strong Braille users on how they would like to see, you know, uh, changes made to narrator for Braille. Um, and, and again, that really goes with all of the features that are built into our screen readers. So, uh, it's it's something that uh, you know we 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 just we just value feedback. We eat it up. It's like chocolate to us. <laughs> so um, you know you can you can uh, change uh, both the input and output um, Braille types. So you can so you can type in grade one and read in grade two. Uh, you know you can use uh, American uh, you know standard Braille versus UEB. You know, it, it's 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 pretty darn configurable. The tables um, again can be configured both for input and output. Um, we we added the ability to be able to um, use Braille at the lock screen. So um, this is a this is something that was kind of important for for deaf blind users for sure, and uh, we wanted to make sure that, that that we had that, and we 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 also allow you to sync your Braille settings so that those um, settings uh, actually work at the, uh, at, you know, on lock, meaning you haven't logged in yet. And so 
um, you know, we, we make sure that those settings will work. Uh, we allow you to sync those settings so that they will work at the lock screen even before you log into Windows. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty happy about that. Back to you, Richard. Well, I was thinking what, <clears throat> where to go next because there's so many directions. But, but I was really thinking about, um, since we talked about Braille, let's talk about the speech uh, aspect of it. Narrator, yeah, different. Sure. Um, so, so we have lots of uh, voices, and 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 even uh, you know these voices are 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 really part of the OS, and you know other screen readers are using them too, like NVDA. It uses the uh, one core voices as well um, by default, and uh, yeah, and and again, this is another area we where we would love. Um, feedback. One of the top requests that we've that we I'll, I'll I'll mention one of the top requests we see from customers just to to kind of let you know is uh, they want a pronunciation dictionary, right? Um, and, and and we see this all the time in in feedback that we get from customers. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that here in a few minutes too about how we process feedback. Um, and so we're aware of that request, and it's in our it's in our backlog, and it, it's something that we always. Uh, take a look at every time we're ready to start a new release, we, we, we spend a, a, a significant amount of time looking at, okay, where do we want to go next? Um, and what, what's most important? What are the, what are the things that we, that we truly want to, you know, uh, work on, work on, uh, work on next. So, um, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Let's talk about the web. Um, Richard, how about that? Yeah, because it's um, it, it's really great uh, that that narrator is working real good with uh, the new Edge um, program, and it also does good with uh, some of the other browsers like uh, oh, uh, Google Chrome. Chrome, yeah. So okay, yeah. so so let's start with scan mode first. So scan right. mode is a scan mode is a feature of narrator which allows you to navigate. Um, it, it allows you to navigate both applications and on the web. So you could, you could even just use scan mode if you wanted to. You probably would not want to, but you could. You could use it even in Notepad. Um, again, you probably would not want to. But um, where, where scan mode is really effective is, uh, well, really in any application, but where, where I tend to use it a lot is in modern Windows applications. So things like the Windows weather app or the Windows News app, or, or the Windows Store, you know? Um, I, I, I find that Narrator really shines there, and it allows you to, to really be effective um, in using the Windows Store uh, app, you know, application. Um, we have lots of Narrator commands uh, in scan mode, so you can move by heading, um, you can move by, by form fields, um, buttons and you know all, all, you know lots and lots of different commands here, and a lot of them are are very much familiar uh, uh, to what you're used to. Um, you can even select text now, so you're in you you know you're in um, scan mode. You can you can select text by using regular standard Windows selection keys, so holding down the shift key and arrowing down or or, or control shift, you know right arrow, whatever you want to do there. Um, control A, Control C, right? All these different kinds of uh, all these different kinds of things, and you can even do what we call block selection, where you can say, 
I want to start selecting here at the beginning. I can then move my cursor to where I want to, you know, stop selecting, press another key. It will tell you that the text is selected and then you can copy it to the clipboard and, and do with it what you will. Um, we, we, we've added a, a number of, of additional useful features that, that have been top asks by customers and things like being able to pull up a list of links. Um, that's narrator key F7. Um, you can pull up a list of headings. That's narrator key F6. You can pull up a list of uh, landmarks, narrator key F5. Um, and, and the cool thing about the, all three of these, the, they, these use our search and select feature that's built into Narrator. Um, and the cool thing about that is, is not only does it pull up a list, but you can, you can shift tab to this search field and you can type a string and it will filter the results and you can narrow down the results to only those things that you know, you're interested in looking for. Um, and it searches the whole thing. So it doesn't even you know, necessarily have to be, you know, uh, right at the beginning or, or anything like that. So it works, it works really well. Um, we were doing some, some, some testing last week and, and I was showing a, a colleague at Microsoft that works on another team this feature and he went, wow, where did you guys add that? <laughs> so um, he was a little you know, surprised by that. And I said, oh, that's been a while. <clears throat> um, we, have, we have Narrator Find. Now, Narrator Find is cool because Narrator Find works on the web and it works um, uh, as well uh, in applications. So uh, I give a, a, a really good example here of, of um, being able to quickly jump to a spot in Narrator Settings. Narrator Settings has a lot of settings in it. And it can be a little daunting. We do separate things by headings and try to put things into categories for you. But it is kind of long and, and it, it, it can be kind of tedious. So I use the example of, well, I want to know how to, to, to add Braille to Narrator. So I can, I can pull up Narrator, find Narrator, key control F, and I can type in Braille and it jumps me right there. I can then, you know, do whatever I need to do there, interact with controls or execute a button or, or, or do whatever I need to do there. Um, it, it allows me to quickly get, you know, to things, you know, really, really quickly. You can, you can move to the next found string again. You don't have to type it in again. You can press narrator key F3 and narrator key shift F3 to be able to move to the next and previous um, item that's found. Um, we, we, we can, we can describe an image. I'm moving pretty quickly here, but all this stuff is documented in our narrator user guide. So um, by all means, uh, you know, um, I'll, I'll give you a, a URL here at, yeah, when we get closer to the end here and where you can find out more information, but, or you can just use, um, you know, narrator home. Um, uh, you can, you can get image descriptions. Um, so you can, you can be on the web and you can press narrator control D and, and it will give you a description of the image. It actually goes out on the web. It uses our cognitive services API and it goes out and it looks at the image and it says, oh, that's a, that's a picture of, um, you know, Mark Hamill, you know, in a Star Wars costume, you know. Um, uh, and, it, and it does a pretty decent job and it's pretty quick. Um, we we uh, use this a lot in in demos when we're out at places like CSUN or um, or ACB or or you know anything like that. We 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 tend to show this and and uh, it works pretty well as long as of course the hotel or the or the property bit you know uh, internet bandwidth is uh, is 
is uh, forgiving enough. Sometimes it's a little dodgy in some of those places. Um, it can be a little difficult. Uh, well, especially the uh, that that feature itself, uh, we saw demonstrated a couple of years ago at the convention. Yeah, it yeah, really blew me away. I mean, just yeah. <laughs> especially when there's you got a graphic. What the heck is this? You know, you want to know what it is? It's uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and 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 there's really a lot more. Um, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to pull up. Um, I, I was a little un, I was a little bit behind in getting ready for this meeting tonight, just because I've um, I, I got a call that I had to take, and uh, or else I would have had all this up in front of me. But let me let me pull up um, and just make sure that I hit things that I think we need to to hit here. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Windows Insider program a little bit. And um, for those that might be interested in being an mentorsome, um, it's, it's, it's definitely something that I would not recommend on your primary production machine, you know, the, a machine that you rely on every day. Um, but if you have an, an extra machine, um, we would love to have you join us in the insider process where you have direct access to um, the, newest, the, newest fe- uh, the newest features um, and, um, it, it allows you to, to not only learn about what's coming, um, but it also allows you to, to, to submit feedback to us and provide direct, you know, um, uh, direct, direct information to us about features that we're working on real time. Um, Oh, new verbosity levels. Yes. So we have new verbosity levels in, in narrator. Uh, these can be changed with narrator V. I, I should remember this because this is something I worked on. Um, narr- <laughs> narrator V and narrator shift V allow you to change um, the verbosity levels. Um, and what, what do we mean by when, uh, when we say verbosity? It, it, it means the amount of information that is spoken as you navigate or as you use, use specific things. We break these up into um, both controls and text. And by default, you're at verbosity level three or all controlled details, which basically means it's going to act very similarly to what you have been used to if you've used older versions of Narrator. As you press Narrator V, you'll move to the next verbosity level um, and, we'll, and we'll sort of go around the ring here. Um, at verbosity four, that's what we call some text details. What do we, what do we mean by that? That means um, uh, as we read text, there's also attributes on, those te- on that text, like bold, underline, italic, you know, that, those types of things. Um, and we know that for basic editing, you only want some of that level of detail. You don't need to be able to, you don't want all of it, right? You don't want to hear about you know, every possible combination of, of attributes that, that, that there might be in Word. That, that narrator could give to you. Um, you're doing really basic editing. You just want to be, have the real basics here. So um, that's some text details. And then if you press narrator V again, it goes to all text details. And, this, and the same principles apply here. If you uh, press narrator V again for verbosity, you go to verbosity level one. Now this is a, this is a cool feature. This is what we call text only. What does that mean? Well, that means that you're only going to hear about text. 
um, as you navigate, right? Or as you read. So think of like, think of a, think of a student who's um, studying hard and they're, they're out on the web. They're, they've got a bunch of Wikipedia articles open. They've got um, a, a textbook um, that's on the web, or maybe it's in a, in a PD, uh, you know, uh, or, or, or an EPUB or, you know, something like that. Um, let's stick to the web though. Cause that, that's a, that's a simpler description here. Um, that, that when you, when you're reading when in text only mode, especially if there's lots of links in a, in a, um, textbook or in an article like Wikipedia, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever gone to a Wikipedia article, pretty much every word is a link, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. Um, so what we did here is we said, okay, users really want to get through information. So let's only give them text. So as you read, you're not going to hear, you know, link, the, link, quick, the, you know, you know, you know you're not going to hear all that. You're not going to hear all of that nonsense, you know, repeating over and over and over again. Um, it's just not something that, that, that is really important, especially if you're just studying. So we added that feature, and, it, and we've actually gotten some, some uh, great feedback on that. And so we're, we're, we're pretty excited about that, that specific feature. And then as you saw with uh, Verbosity level four and five, where we had some text details and all text details, but we do the same thing with controls. So some control details is uh, Verbosity level two, and we're back to three again, all control details. So again here, um, where we, we've, we've really kind of refined um, our, our verbosity experience here. Right, so we talked about Chrome, right? Uh, Richard brought this up. Chrome support is built into Narrator now. So um, again, this was also a big ask. People wanted to be able to use Narrator with the browsers that they, that they, uh, that they really wanted to be able to use. Um, so we have basic support for uh, uh, Google Chrome. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's going to pretty much cover it. I think, um, there's always a lot more obviously, but, um, I think for the, for the basics of narrator and the, and, and the basics of, uh, of just, you know, getting you up to speed on, on what, what is, uh, the things that you need to know to get started. I think that, you know, that will really get you on an, an on-ramp, uh, to the to the features of narrator we have we have uh, more features coming in in the next release of windows which will be you know uh can't really talk about when it's coming because honestly i don't know when it's the actual time frame is yeah they sure. talk about they talk about 2000 was it 2003 but <laughs> i don't think it'll come then yeah well well right i i mean uh if you look at the insider builds, I think it's 2004 is the version oh, yeah. number, right? Which is a little weird. Um, um, just from a, 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 you know, it looks different, right? It just looks a little different. Um, and so um, I, I have a basic understanding. I, I can't really talk about what our release cycle is, you know, just from a, you know, company standpoint, but uh, uh yeah, I think I think if you if you get a chance to to jump in on the insider ring, um, you know definitely do that. There's some there's some pretty neat neat stuff there um, that 
you know, that uh, has been, has been uh, lit up there. Uh, we've, we've added some new features for um, uh, the web. So now, for example, if you press narrator control D, not only will it read you, read you um, image descriptions, but it will also, if, if uh, enabled, and by default it is, um, it will read you um, the, the title of, of the page if you're on a link, for example. Um, you know, uh, you can get the status of a, of a web page where you can get information about, um, you know, uh, how many headings and, and links and, and landmarks and those kinds of things uh, on a web page and more. Um, and, and, and there's, there's some, uh, there's some pretty exciting stuff um, happening with, with outlooks too. That, you, that I think those of you who use Outlook, I think you're going to be pretty excited about. So um, if you really want to dig into that, there's, there's, there's places where you can go and read the insider blog posts. And um, a lot of that's documented up, documented up there. I think what we should do, Richard, is, is when, when the release is uh, imminent, uh, when it's really close, um, or when it's just been released, maybe we can come back and, and do a, a, another round of, of narrator and, uh, and tell you all about a lot of the new features that are, that are you know, in that release. Especially um, the new, the new edge, the new edge is going to be nice of that. Uh, the yeah, Chrome based yeah. edge is, you know, right. The, the new Chrome based edge. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Should we open it up for questions? You talked about the narrator key, which is insert and, uh, the, the numpad, I guess, uh, uh, and I'm like, what I don't understand, like the narrator view. I don't want to view it. I just want it to work. And I get the terminology. Can you talk a little more, more about that? What sure, that view does sure. for me? Yeah, absolutely. So, so we allow you to to change your view so that you can jump by, you know, lines, words, characters, headings, um, item. Um, you can jump by link, right? So it allows you to change the the you know when you when you when you move to the next item with narrator, um, you can change what it, what that truly means, right? So you can even say, move me to the next form field or move me to the previous form field, right? So it just allows you- Aren't you doing you, that with hotkey? You can do that with hotkeys? Like, let's, you, let's you just can. use JAWS as an could. example, because everyone- Yes, you- yeah. Just want to hit an F and go from form to form. Want to hit an H and go from heading to- Is that not a default or do I have to invoke a you special- You can do that No, you can do that too. So it just allows you, basically what it allows you to do, John, it allows a, a user who wants to basically move around and get to any object uh, on screen. They don't have to move their hand away from the numeric keypad. They can stay with their their hand can stay in one place and, mm -hmm. and get to any to get to any object on screen. That's really the intent. Plus, you could also eliminate all the other kind of items. You only want let's say form fields. Look at you know you can do yep. that. Yep, that's right. That's right. And does it tell you which 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 view is engaged? Like this is the one fields so only view. Press, yes. So if you press, if you press um, narrator page up or narrator page down, it will tell you what view you've changed to. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I gotta. I'm just getting my feet wet with Windows now. And no, if that, I can that, ask, that, that, that's great. 
Well, considering yeah, well, this is the last uh, day of Windows 7 support, right? Yes. I, well, the issue was forced. And as we explained, I tried to upgrade a, uh, my HP machine two years ago, and, and it didn't work. And I just said, the heck with it. I'll join Windows 10 when the issue is forced. And it now is. Either because of the machine, is the HP has outlived its useful life after just about eight years. These things are built like tanks. But... Uh, um, I had another question, but I forgot what it was. So I'll let somebody else jump in before I... Okay, we'll jump in again if you need it. It can. Narrators, are we at a point where, like, I mean, Emily's on site, but I want to get to the point where I buy a machine, or I'm going to take delivery machine in a week. Can I set it up so that narrator can help me initialize it? Are we at that Absolutely. point yet, or is it... Absolutely. So let's talk about that. So I do, oh, yeah. I do this all the time. So... Um, if you, you can only imagine how many times we reinstall Windows at work just from a, a standpoint of, of just uh, constantly oh, looking yeah. at new, new versions and everything, right? So you can take a USB key, have Windows on it, plug it into a, plug it into a, to a laptop, uh, assuming that the laptop is configured to boot from said USB key, and, and it will boot up into Windows. You can press Control Windows Enter, narrator will come up you can you can go in and you can partition the hard drive you can format the hard drive you can do whatever you need to do you can install windows you can then get windows running take remove the key uh start narrator again because it won't remember that from the key start narrator again go through the entire setup experience yes you can independently set up windows by yourself will narrator read the bios it will not read the BIOS, no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because there's no operating system at play it. yet. No, there's no operating system at play yet. I didn't think so, but but that's how I used to configure machines initially to make them kind of blind friendly. But okay. Yes. Right. But, right. Right. No. No. We still have that problem. Um, okay. And uh, you know, hey, that's I, understandable. I, I guess. Yeah. No, I understand why. You know, I understand, <laughs> but uh, I would love to be able to solve that one. But no, you you know that that's. You can even get narrator to work in safe mode. So, you know, um, uh, although safe mode is a little tricky to get into these days, but um, uh, yeah. So, um, absolutely, John, you can you can definitely do that, and I do it all the time. Yeah, but you said you have to have Windows on a key. Um, can you export? Well, normally, Windows and normally, that, normally that happens. So, if you were to buy, let's say you went to Best Buy, right, and you bought a copy right. of Windows. You don't, you don't get it on CD anymore, generally. They come in a box, and it comes with a USB stick. Oh, I see. A, so, when I, so when I take my new HP, it's probably going to have Windows on gonna it. It's going to have Windows on it. So it's going to it's, it's have it installed, but I'm presumably also probably going, they didn't tell me this, but this is all new to me. So it might have like a thumb drive with Windows on it. So uh, is that what, no, we, mean, what we mean by a key? Okay. Yeah, no, it, what it, do we mean by probably, a key? Well, so a USB key, meaning if you were to buy a, a physical box of Windows, then that will come right. with a, like a USB stick I see. that'll let you plug into the computer. No OEM, yeah, right. okay. they normally put Windows, a copy of Windows on a separate partition, and you can, you can burn a copy of Windows to a USB key. But you can also go on the web, and you can download a copy of Windows. Um, generally, though, if you buy an OEM box, like an HP or a Dell or, or right. whatever, right? That, that Which is what I'm doing, very, so assume that right. scenario. Yes, so, so in that specific scenario, then um, they, they, 
you'll have to check with your OEM provider, but right. uh, generally um, they put windows on a separate hidden partition. They allow you to, to, to run a utility or boot into that thing and make a, 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 a backup copy of windows so that you could, okay. if, if, you know, or, or, or you could boot into that partition and reinstall windows from there. Narrator should work right. as long as, as long as the OEM um, has, a, you know, everything configured mm. right. That's, there's always, well, a, the first thing you got to do is get there. the latest thing. You know, the first yeah, thing yeah. you got to do is get the latest updates to windows. Cause you know, they're going to, well, sure. And, and, sit on, and, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you're, bought, you're probably going to be two or three releases behind. So it's the first thing a, I would uh, recommend to do is go do windows update before you even start installing software. Just you right. know, get, get your screen, get, get either narrator or another, your, your screen reader of choice installed and then go do windows update until it's you know, fully complete. Exactly. Until it right. doesn't like give you any more stuff. When yeah, I okay. my, uh, my laptop in December, I got a, a new laptop. First thing I did is get, got narrator going and then hit windows. I to go get the, the, the update. There you go. And windows I, I. It, yeah. Yeah, oh, Windows I? I didn't even know that hotkey. Yeah, that's, that's why I love you guys. That's, that's how you get into settings. You can press, you can press Control Win N or Control Windows N as a narrator. That will jump you directly to narrator settings. So there's another cool hotkey for you. And they show those that on, uh, on the narrator home. Yep. Yeah, they do. Narr narrator home is awesome. Um, Mariah, yeah, who, is. Who, who if you guys have listened to main menu, um, she's been on main menu a few times. I think what, uh, Jeff, I think one of the things that I think a lot of us are concerned is when you start Windows on a brand new machine that you just actually purchased or whatever, yep. it's not going to start talking until maybe you, if you press control, Windows, enter. Uh, and not then, yeah. Okay. Well, that, well, let me just say this, Tom. You, you, you very well could be correct. You see, the OEM truly can, can um, you're, the manufacturer of, the, of your physical box can control this experience. And so it, it truly depends on that. But, but if you were just dealing with, with standard Windows and, and you're not on a domain, like it's not a business version of right. Windows, like it's a right. home version, yeah. and if you wait long enough, you know, five seconds or 10 seconds or whatever it is, Cortana will come up and say, welcome to Windows. Yeah, and it will, it will say, if, you're, you know, if, 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 uh, if you need assistive technology to use, you know, to use your computer, press control, win in. Ah, uh, that's good. Okay, yeah. see, I yeah. must so not aware you, of this because I yeah. haven't upgraded mm -hmm. Windows 10. It tells, you, it tells you very specifically that, hey, here we go, you know, get, get, you know so, yeah. yeah. That's exactly Absolutely. what I was wanting to make sure that we covered because yeah. I didn't yeah. know if – if anybody else would have known that. I had an idea that that might be the case, but I, uh, I've not upgraded an old machine or gotten a new machine to be able to find that sort of thing out. So that's great. Right. I'm delighted. Right. How easy is it to, if you've got a Windows 7 machine that's still in good working order, how easy is it to upgrade that to Windows 10? I'll give you the, I'll give you the company answer, I believe, but I'll also then give you what I think is the is the Jeff answer. Okay. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. You, you should be able to download a copy of Windows or, or buy a copy of Windows, take it home and, and run setup and upgrade that machine. Um, it's gonna run an upgrade assistant and it's gonna check your hardware and your so you know, and other software to make sure that there's nothing there that won't allow it to, to uh, you know, allow the machine to be upgraded. And it'll, it, will then, it will then upgrade you to Windows 10. Um, um, if you're running a really old version of, say, uh, 
you know, some screen readers or something like that, then, then it may prevent the, uh, the upgrade from happening. Um, but for the most part, you know, uh, you should be able to directly upgrade to, to Windows 10. Um, now here's, now here's, the, here's what I think is, is probably the right thing to do just from a, a geeky you know, standpoint. The, uh, before you do anything, you want to do a backup, right? Because you yep. just never know, <laughs> yep. right? So we're going to assume that everyone's done a backup and everyone is practicing safe computing, right? That's really, really important stuff. Um, the next thing is, you know, if, you, if you've been running Windows 7 for two to three years, four years, um, it, it, it's probably time that you, that you format that hard drive uh, and start over anyway. Yeah. Um, um, just from a performance standpoint, you know, um, it, it, it's, it's like giving your computer a tune-up, you know? Um, so, so if you're in that situation, um, sure, there's a little bit of pain of reinstalling applications and all that. But really, as long as you have all of that, you know, ready to go, like I, I, you know, for example, I store all of my software in either OneDrive or Dropbox, right? So if I ever have to rebuild a machine, the first thing I do is I just go get Dropbox and I link it and, you know, and I link my OneDrive account. And then I have access to, you know, all the installations, yeah. and Station Playlist Studio and my text editor and, you know, whatever other things that, that, that I need to make sure I have installed. And they're all on the hard drive because now they're in cloud. I just copy them to, you know, to a local directory and I run them and I can be up and running in a matter of, you know, literally probably an hour or two. Um, and that's what, that's, that's what I do personally. Um, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing to do. Cloud storage is cheap these days. Yeah, there, there's a bit of a learning curve on Windows 10, but I mean, really, it's yeah. Windows 10 is basically a, a copy of Windows 7 with a lot better security and, and a facelift, and that's about it. It's really not that different, folks. I think the best thing to do here is, is you know, use Narrator Home. That will get you to all the, all the resources that we have available, the Narrator User Guide, our settings, Quick Start, um, and more. Um, Take advantage of the of the user guide. Download it locally if you wish. You can get it. You know that way you don't, you don't you don't even have to read it on the web if you don't want to. Um, definitely take advantage of the disability answer desk. Um, it's it's there for a reason. It's 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 there to help you. So definitely take advantage of that. I believe the phone number uh, is eight hundred nine three six nine three six fifty nine hundred. Yeah, yep. that's yep. it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, boy, have uh, I been using take, that? Yeah, take it, take advantage <laughs> of that. Um, if uh, you know, uh, absolutely. Um, if you need to get a hold of me personally, um, then you can email me personally at jeff at jeffbishop.com. I don't mind giving out my work email too. It's jeff.bishop at microsoft.com. Um, and uh, yeah, um, reach out. You know, uh, any questions? We're 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 there to help. So. Um, you know, and we love your feedback. So if you have any, uh, thing to report any, you know, uh, some good, some good, uh, comments on features or bugs that you may find by all means, please get them to us. We'd love to hear from you. Well, thank you everyone. And, uh, yeah, this has been fun. All right. That was a great presentation. And, uh, Richard, just before we finish up, why don't you 
tell people uh, how they can join BITS if they're interested, and, and then we'll be looking forward to seeing everybody next month. The process of joining BITS is very simple. We have a website, www.bits-acb.org is our website. And on the website, you will find the method uh, necessary to join the organization. We accept PayPal or credit card, and some people insist on mailing in a check, but um, it's quicker to get on the website and join uh, by paying uh, right on the website. There are three different types of memberships. There is um, a full membership, which is $20. That's for a full membership. There is a student membership. That's $10 for anyone attending uh, college class or junior college. And there is a BITS Lifetime member, which is $15, and that's for a person that that's a ACB Life member. And if you're really interested, there is a BITS Organizational Lifetime membership, which is $250. And the benefits are, are many. One of them is to have the ability to listen to the presentations that are presented every month or also downloading them. And uh, otherwise, um, there are Saturday evening chats, which are um, open to the public. And just, uh, just a myriad of informational emails that come through one email list. We'd like to again thank ACB Radio and Main Menu in particular for extending this opportunity to BITS, and we look forward to seeing everybody uh, next month. So until then, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or good night, depending where and when you might be listening to us on this good earth of ours. Oh, 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 oh,